0: You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click Donate. Jesus' words, they aren't about leaving the status quo untouched and unchanged while we work on a. Privatized individual spiritual uh, these virtues that, that that are somehow valuable. These words are Jesus's vision for a world here and now today. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 454. Our title this week is A New Iteration of Our Present World, and our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. As we read Matthew's Sermon on the Mount this week. I find it helpful to remember that these words are descriptive, not prescriptive. They're also about practicing a preferential option for, for people living in a different social location than the locations that uh, our present world prioritizes centers or, or privileges. Let's break these ideas down a, a little bit. First, what do we mean by descriptive, not Prescriptive. Well, Jesus' words have long been interpreted as rules or prescriptions in more privileged expressions of Christianity. These beatitudes or blessings, they've been read as, as spiritual virtues that Christians should foster in themselves so that they can receive the referenced blessing, be poor in spirit, mourn for the sins of the world or, or one's personal sins, practice meekness, uh, hunger for righteousness, uh, practice mercy strive to be pure in one's heart or or be a peacekeeper and and patiently and often passively endure persecution so in this interpretation we should practice all of these virtues uh, for our whole lives, knowing that we will, will reap, in the end, a, a, a reward. And I could not disagree more with this interpretation. It is deceptively slick. Uh, this interpretation, as it prescribes values Christians should, pr- should practice, it also distracts us. It averts our mind from contemplating the very social locations that are being contrasted and the political changes that this passage is calling for that, that, that reading it this way could bring about. So by focusing on prescribing virtues were that, and remember these are virtues that were to develop individually, the social location of the privileged the powerful, and the propertied, it becomes protected in that interpretation rather than being addressed and called into question. Jesus' original, deeply political words here, they end up being replaced with a supposedly apolitical and benign interpretation that leaves our present systems of privilege and priority. It leaves them unquestioned, it leaves them unchallenged, and it leaves them unchanged, to interpret these words descriptively instead it means being concerned with the material political harms that people are presently suffering right now and not only focusing um, not not simply focusing them on on future rewards so let's look at what that means starting with the first blessing and the first blessing Jesus called for a blessing on those who are poor in spirit who are these people well well speaking of John the Baptist as a child in Luke Luke's gospel in Luke one eighty, it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit. He lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So John the Baptist was strong in spirit and contrasts, with those that Jesus described as as poor in spirit. Uh, Jesus is referring to those who have been pushed down or pushed out or treated unfairly or whose spirits have been so broken by the systems of this world. They have a poverty of spirit. Those who have been so mistreated, they don't even have the spirit to fight back or to work for change. And Jesus's new version of our world, those whose spirit have been so beaten down, who have a poverty of spirit, are are the ones who will be centered. Our present world, instead, remember, it blesses blesses those that are strong in spirit, those who self-advocate, those who stand up to injustice. And strong in spirit can also apply to those who who play the economic and political games of this era. Also, remember that even though John didn't, didn't, uh, uh, John's strength of spirit, uh, it it, it manifested in standing up to those systems rather than playing those games, that this language can apply to those who are motivated to get out of each day with initiative and and drive for whatever purpose their spirit is set to and, and, and next Jesus describes those who mourn those uh the, these are those who who mourn our present system um, especially the harm that this present system brings to them such as grief or or, or loss uh, for those who mourn the way things are the, the the things that have been taken from them Jesus offers a new world especially for them and the contrast that contrast between between those who mourn and those who, who are blessed by the present system, uh, that, that resonates with me. Our present system rewards those who are assertive, those who are confident, those who are bold, uh, those who are assured and decisive. Think of the next one, those who are meek. Uh, they get trampled. Jesus calls us to reshape our systems so that even the meek are centered and taken care of. To, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, those that are are, are right, uh, those things. Things that are right. It means to long for a world of, of distributive justice, where privilege is replaced with an egalitarianism, and and where we value our differences rather than uh, sustaining a, a valuation system and a hierarchy that that disenfranchises some differences while privileging others, especially people uh, m- members of uh, uh, of our own society. And and to hunger and thirst for righteousness, it's to hunger and thirst for a world that is a just safe as we often say around here compassionate home for all of us it's, it's it's those who hunger and thirst for for a world that has a space large enough f- for all the ways that we're different from one another those who are pure in heart those are those who have not allowed the present system to change them. I think of the elderly war protester who who stood alone night after night in front of the White House with a single candle lit in protest of the, the Vietnam War. When asked if he really thought that his little candle would change anything, he responded, I don't do this every night to change them. I do this so that they don't change me. And, and peacemakers peacemakers are quite different from peacekeepers. People who prioritize the Keeping the peace, um, they're the ones who, who who don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to cause a scene. They don't want to cause a stir. Uh, just leave things the way they are. Keep the peace. Peacemakers, instead, they realize that genuine peace is arrived at through a distributive justice for everyone. A society where As Micah 4 4 states, everyone will sit under their own vine, under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. Peace is the fruit of of this kind of justice. And this blessing then, is it's pronounced upon those who who desire peace for everyone and who therefore work toward a justice that bears that fruit. They they disrupt the present system, and, and when confronted with their own inability to make changes that are necessary, they make those who do have the ability to be make change uncomfortable until they do make those changes. They're the peacemakers, not the peace keepers. And lastly, Jesus calls for a world where those who are presently persecuted or insulted and and lied about are instead blessed. Uh, but, but, But remember, persecution by itself, it's not a safe indicator that someone is on the right path. If people don't like you, it might be because you're a jerk. Uh, so, so, social location matters here. You have to ask yourself where are the insults and the criticisms coming from? Are those who uh, are on the undersides and margins of our society against you, uh, while those at the top are in more centered and privileged social locations singing your praises? Uh, then your life story is in stark contrast with the Jesus story that we read in the Gospels. Are you standing in solidarity with, instead, working alongside those on the margins and on the undersides of your society? While those at the top or more centered and privileged social locations insult you or or lie about you and say all kinds of evil things about you. Well, if that's true, then you're standing at least in the right story. Those at the center of society, they might respond to you harshly if your work threatens their privilege. Those who are, are benefited By the present system, they don't want things to change. And to them, you are evil. So again, it's not enough to have folks speaking poorly of you. You have to ask who is it that's speaking and what is their social location in our present system. So so this way of reading the Sermon on the Mount descriptively, describing things the way they are and who the blessings are going to be for, it is deeply political, it's social, and it's economic. And it asks us to consider who our present system prioritizes And who, on the other hand, does it harm? Then it calls us to stand in solidarity with all those who are being harmed, and to work for a world that blesses them instead. This is what liberation theologians refer to as, as practicing a preferential option. What does, or who does, our present system harm? A- and these are, are are those that the Sermon on the Mount calls us to practice a preferential option for while we work toward a, a different world. Jesus' words, they aren't about leaving the status quo untouched and unchanged while we work on a, a privatized Individual spiritual, uh, these virtues that, that that are somehow valuable, uh, uh, that 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 the practice of those individual personal virtues somehow give us a ticket to a post-mortem heaven. These words are Jesus' vision for a world here and now today. Those who 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 are presently being harmed, a world where they're harmed no more. I remember one time I was I was doing a presentation on the Sermon on the Mount at a convention, and someone came up to me and and said, it sounds like you're making it really hard to get to heaven. And, and, and again, this sermon is not a difficult way to achieve post-mortem bliss. This is a, a, a call for us to do the difficult but worthwhile work of, of changing our present iteration of our world. A world where, where the marginalized and the disenfranchised are valued, where their worth and their humanity are embraced and, and supported. So, if you were to rewrite the Sermon on the Mount today, um who who would who would you be what what people groups or communities would you include in your rewrite heart group application share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group number two if again if you were to rewrite this Sermon on the Mount today um, which people would would yours include discuss that with your group and then number three what can you do this week big or small to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you haven't done so already. Please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily post. And also, if you enjoy listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to this podcast through whatever podcast platform you're using and consider taking some time this week to give us a review there. This helps others find our podcast as well. And if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com Again, remember my new book Finding Jesus A Story of a Fundamentalist Preacher Who Unexpectedly Discovered the Social, Political and Economic Teachings of the Gospels is now available at renewedheartministries.com Right where you are keep living in love choosing compassion taking action and working toward justice I love each of you dearly I'll see you next week